0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. It's time now for a regional roundup.
1: Let's take a look at some of the developments in the region in the past week. Floods in seven Malaysian states have forced thousands of people to be evacuated over the New Year's weekend. And we also have some news coming out of the Philippines.
0: Yeah, uh, it seems that COVID-19 restrictions will expand outside the capital. This because of the country's biggest COVID-19 surge.
1: And in Indonesia, well, news is coming out that they will be pausing exports of coal to secure their domestic power supply.
0: Mm, let's catch up with Leslie Lopez, Regional Correspondent correspondent for the Straits Times. Leslie,
2: good morning. How are you? Good morning, Brian. Good morning,
0: Basi. Uh, let's start off with those floods. Uh, seven states last weekend, my goodness. Uh, people being evacuated to temporary shelters. Uh, what's the update right now? Any improvement?
2: Well, the weather is still unpredictable and floods are worsening. Numbers of people in relief centers are, have, have been rising. Actually, the worry is really what do people return to? And it is, it, uh, the destruction has been massive. And, you know, here's coming at a time when families are already reeling from the, from the pandemic. And now being hit with this, it's really, you know, it, it really is now a question of what the government's going to do to get people back on their feet. And this is going to be a massive exercise, not just uh, for areas around Kuala Lumpur, which have been badly hit, the capital, and especially the state of Slangor, yeah. but other states too. You know, in Pang has been badly hit. We've seen some horrible pictures on, you know, the effects of, you know, rampant logging, you know, how uh, logs are just floating in rivers, some landing outside uh, houses because of the uh, high waters. And this is just, you know, it really is raising a lot of questions about land management, uh, crisis management and the government's response. You know. So really not a good time here in Malaysia for the initial days of the new year.
1: How is the government addressing all of these concerns? You know, their plans to address this problem, considering some are also oh. talking about a second wave of floods.
2: Well, you know, Berthi, this this uh, thing, you know, uh, because um, there is a lot of criticisms towards government, uh, floods are almost an annual affair in Malaysia. So, you know, in a country where, you know, we're up to so many different types of sops because of the of the health crisis people are wondering how did the government you know drop the ball on on the floods this time this year you know help was and relief was slow to get to people affected people you know like i think we spoke about it last week and you know how uh, people were you know were forced to stay up in their roofs for two days before even help got them. so you know it's, all of these questions are being asked now but You know, at this point in time, because the the floods are still, uh, the situation is worsening, people are more concerned about relief efforts now and getting help to people.
0: Leslie, Malaysian glove manufacturer Supermax Corp. Uh, recently introduced a new foreign worker management policy. It also enhanced its current human resources policies Followed by, uh, following a ban by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection last October over alleged labor abuses. I think we did talk about this last year. Um, tell us a little bit more about these new policies and what's being done to test the effectiveness of those policies.
2: Well, you know, Ryan, what's, what's happened is pretty radical, actually. Uh, the only soupme is updating, uh, will be updating the Customs and Border Protection Agency of the U.S. on what it is doing. It is also agreed to subject the company to ongoing external audits by uh, U.S. parties. And, you know, these auditors, auditors will be coming and visiting them from time to time. I think it simply shows how big the U.S. market is and, you know, what the censures that the U.S. That US agencies put on Supermax have done to, for the company. So clearly this is pretty radical, but also, you know, it shows what sanctions can do in a positive way, getting, getting companies to you know, step up their labor practices and a whole lot of other things. This
0: podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode.
1: Leslie, let's move on to the Philippines, where there will be an expansion of coronavirus restrictions, particularly in Manila from today, uh, to include more than 11 million people living near the capital. All of this happening as the number of cases surge. Talk us through this. What led to the surge of cases? And to what extent will the restrictions really be enough to contain the spike?
2: Well, you know, the thing is that I don't think one can assign any blame. We're coming out from the from the Christmas celebrations, New Year's celebrations in the Philippines, which are very big events there. And so, you know, close contact would have been, you know, par for the cause. And, you know, I think people would have just, may have just ignored some SOPs that were in place. And I think this is what led to all of this. There has been a high case load because of the Omicron variant, and the government has stepped up its restrictions to prevent and deal with the situation from getting out of hand. I think we'll just have to wait and see. You know, restrictions, particularly for the unvaccinated, are always, you know, always help in situations like this. But it really is a wait and see situation. I think we need to make sure that, you know, a hope that the uh, hospital caseloads don't increase. And, you know, those who are infected aren't really, don't get bad reactions from all of this. And if it's, if it's a mild kind of infection, I think then it's, it's a good sign.
0: We're on the line this morning with Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent for the Straits Times. Leslie, uh, turning our attention to Indonesia, they've banned coal exports this year due to concerns that low supplies at domestic power plants could lead to widespread blackouts. What are the implications of this, and how much will it, how much of an impact will it have on Indonesia's reputation and reliability when it comes to being a world coal supplier?
2: Well, you know, the ban, on, the ban on exports, I mean, you can look at it two ways, right? The ban on exports is to meet domestic supply for power, for power plants in Indonesia. The government has been trying to wean itself out of coal, but it's really something that's hard to do. And apart from that, you know, Indonesia has also taken a very tough position that they want to go downstream on their India commodity sector you know from nickel to coal to everything rather than in export raw materials sort of build industries within the country domestic industries okay. so of course this is going to be this is going to have an impact on other economies like China and the rest that rely on Indonesia's gold. but this is I think this is something that you know the supply and demand situation will have to deal with in the coming in the coming months but Indonesia is taking this very proactive position that they need to build the domestic sector. So, you know, and it's cutting down on exports of raw materials. So that that is, I think, something, a team that we need to look at.
1: Leslie, let's move to Vietnam. Its trade ministry has asked the authorities in China's Guangxi region to take urgent measures uh, to ease congestion at border crossings. This, of course, comes after China stepped up its border controls with neighbours to follow its zero COVID-19 policy. To what extent would you say it was necessary to have closed off uh, the border gates or stopped fruit imports what kind of long term economic impact will all of this have as uh, vietnam Wait. supplies of fresh produce to china on that particular sector
2: well you know clearly to most vietnamese uh, the government and also the the farmers there the farmers is seen as an overkill you know really a major overkill on china's part and, you know, because these are all perishable items. So, you know, the cost, the economic cost of measures like this are, are huge, actually. They, they run into the millions per day. So I think you can, uh, one can understand why people in Vietnam are unhappy, unhappy with this. But, you know, we, we also understand how China deals with situations like this. They, they when they decide to clamp down, they clamp down, you know, very decisively. And the impact is, uh, the impact is you know, it's widespread. And But this is something that um, we'll have to, I think one just has to live with no, and ride over.
0: All right. We've been speaking with Leslie Lopez, Straits Times Regional Correspondent. Leslie, appreciate your time. As always, you take care and stay safe, yeah? You too. Thanks. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.
1: Like us and rate us.